Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and his prey and his people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy. He spreads them out for a tent like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them. And they wither and the whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens, who created all these, who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So reads God's word. There are times, are there not, when we question God's power. We pray for lives to be transformed, and yet people seem to remain the same. We pray for growth, and if anything, we see shrinkage. We feel weak, so we pray to God, and yet little seems to happen. Or at least that's how we perceive things to be. We pray for our exams. And we work hard. And yet results are not always what we expected. We pray for safe journeys. And yet not all of them are safe. Indeed. Some of them, some things, and sometimes things go tragically wrong. And so we start to question, well... Where are you, God? Could it be that somehow you are lacking in power? Or perhaps that God has no interest in us? Perhaps that's it. He has no care for us. Isn't that how it feels at times? Well, these concerns are nothing new. The community were to come uh, from Babylon... Uh, from exile, from Babylon, and they would have had the very concern that we've just raised on their own lips. Just look at verse 27. 
And this concern is anticipated. See, God knew what his people were going to think. Not just as they came out of Babylon, but perhaps even today. Look at verse 27. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Well, this is how God immediately responds to them. Look at verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. You see, this whole chapter is to help settle their doubts and ours, to call them and us to have complete confidence in him. However, things might immediately seem. While God's wisdom is clearly included in this passage that we read, the emphasis seems to fall on God's power in these verses. And so let's look at God's power as it's displayed here in this passage. Indeed, it's uh, though that word almighty is not found uh, in this particular passage. The fact that the fact that it is described in such terms clearly indicates that God is indeed almighty. Uh, the, the, the theologians speak about the, the, the word omnipotence, God's omnipotence. And that's just a fancy way of saying that God is all-powerful. It's Latin for that God is almighty. And we see that clearly displayed in this passage, do we not? Well, let's see it now, just as we very briefly go through it. Look at verses 21 to 24. Here we see God's power over the nations. Is God really powerful? Well, have a look at the nations. See how he views the nations. Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and his people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out heavens like a canopy. He spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they river like a whirlwind. He sweeps them away like chaff. Let's just grasp something in the imagery here. The living God is pictured as one who is sitting on the throne. He is high over all. While a school teacher has teachers and indeed a head teacher or head teachers. Offices have line managers, department managers and of course the chief executive high overall. Nations have kings, queens, presidents, prime ministers. Well God sees all these rulers and all these people and what does he view them as? Grasshoppers. That's what they're like to God. Grasshoppers. 
Small, small, seemingly insignificant creatures before the living God. Because God is all-powerful and therefore God is over all nations. He is sovereign over all. Indeed, while the, the kings of the nations do their very worst, God can and does bring them to nothing. Look at verse 24. He blows on them and they're gone. Think of a dandelion clock with its beautiful um, seeds. And you see these kids, they pick them up and they blow it and they're gone. Well, in the same way, the rulers of this world, God blows on them and they are soon gone. It's true of Pharaoh, wasn't it? He believed he had so much power and for years he oppressed God's people. And however, God stood against him and even hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he thought he was in control when he wasn't. And eventually God drowned him and his men in the water. It was true of Assyria who God calls a tool in my hand, a rod, a rod of my anger. That's true of those kings. Think of Nebuchadnezzar. He was given the mind of an animal and ate grass for a time. God is in control of all the nations. That's true then of all those, those mighty kings in God's word. Then it is still true of the nations around us. God is still sovereign and he still has power over all the nations, no matter how it may seem. And God can and will bring them to nothing. Because by contrast, his kingdom is an unshakable kingdom. Brothers, sisters, never lose sight of God's kingdom. Never lose sight of God's power. In my daily readings, I've been going through Psalm 119. And I came across Psalm 119, verse 119. And I read this. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore I love your statutes. My flesh tremble in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. Isn't that our, isn't that the right response to the all-powerful God? To stand in awe of him, to trust him, to rely on him, and to fear the living God. Rather than these nations. Indeed we know that fearing God leads us ultimately to the cross. Where we do not, we want to put him first in all things. So we see therefore that God has power, all power over the nations. But also he has a power to create and to sustain Look at verses 25 to 26. We've already seen a little bit of this in those previous verses which we haven't highlighted, but we see it again here. He says here, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them forth each by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is 
missing. There are millions of stars, and our sun is just one of them. It is said that the number of stars is equal to the number of glasses of water in every single ocean in the world, times ten. That is how many stars there are. A colossal number. A colossal number. And yet God knows every single one of them. He made them all. The greatest uh, understatement in the Bible is Genesis chapter 1 verse 16 where we read, He also made the stars. Great stars. You see, God is so powerful. God is almighty to create and indeed to sustain them because he brings them out. The idea is he brings out his mighty army every single night. They're there and have been throughout all generations. Ancient star charts still show us those stars that are there. God is all powerful. God is mighty. Indeed, we've only got a name for a few hundred stars. We tend to name only the constellations, and even then there's only 88 of them. (laughs) That's all we've got the names for. Nowadays we put numbers on them, that's the only way we can number them. But God knows the name of every star. That is how powerful God is. And therefore we need to trust him. We need to rest in him. We need to recognise who is the creator and sustainer of this world and of you and me today. We should have great confidence in the living God. Even in Thamesmead, the sun and the moon, they make, sorry, the the moon and the stars, they make rare occurrences in Thamesmead. But when they do, we should recognise how God made that, how God sustains them. There's one more thing I want us to see very briefly. And that is, not only do we see God's power over the nations, God's power to create and to sustain, but also God's power for the dependent. Let's read those verses. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Verse 30, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will run and not be faint. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. Just this week I heard about an Olympic synchronised swimmer. She was part of a, a competition and she sunk to the bottom of the, of the pool and no one noticed. Well, no one except her trainer, who jumped in to rescue her. Can you see the point? Even someone at their fittest had to be rescued. How much more for you and me in our weakness? And yet this passage is saying to us, and this is the burden of the passage, you are weak, you are utterly weak. And maybe God has deliberately um, made a sin on the ground today of this very message so that we can see just how weak and frail we are. 
so that we look to our God. Has God disregarded Titmus Avenue Baptist Church? Does he have no care for us? Certainly seems like it at times. I'll be honest with you. It really does. But this passage says no. Not at all. Indeed, where do we look? Well, for Israel's hearers, they had to look by faith to the one who was to come. You and me, we can look back to the one who has come. The one who was weak. Or, shall I say, looked like he was weak. He died on the cross. Utterly weak. Rejected by his followers. And yet... He was raised in power on the third day. And his kingdom is still growing to this day. And lives are being changed through what he has done. So therefore, our power doesn't come from ourselves. It comes from the one who died and rose again. It comes from the one who is still living the one who will bring princes to naught. And therefore, our response this evening and every day is to trust in the Lord. It is to hope in the Lord. And that means recognising that we are completely helpless. It means recognising that we need God to act on our behalf. And so we keep trusting in the cross. We keep trusting in God's ways. It means trusting in God's promises. Waiting for his plan to come to fulfilment. Indeed, some translations translate that word hope. Waiting. And that's a, a, a good translation. It, it helps us to understand here what it means. We are waiting for the Lord to work. But we wait in hope. Knowing that he will act. That's why it's good to have different translations of the Bible. Because different words help us and give a richness to the original language. So in our weakness then, we can be assured that God is at work. Sometimes he gives us the wings to, to, to soar with the eagles. Life is easy. Oh, we wish it was always like that, don't we? Soaring on wings like eagles. Then he gives us the grace to run at times. But mostly, he gives us the strength to simply put one foot in front of the other. He gives us the strength just to keep going when it's so tough. But that is why we trust in the all-powerful God, the mighty one. Let's, let's spend some time, well let's, let's respond with a hymn, shall we?